Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 58 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. My name is Chris. Charmed, I'm sure. Oh, there you are. How are you? I'm good, Steve. It's, uh, we're recording this a little late compared to our usual timing. I don't know. It but, seems uh, to be, we seem to be getting later and later. We really are. I'm surprised. We're going to get to the point where we're just recording it Monday morning, <laughs> like an hour before it comes out. Eventually, we'll just be doing live shows every Monday morning. That'd be pretty cool. We'd both be fired from our jobs because we wouldn't be there. But, uh, you know, it's worth it. Well, it depends. What are you paying me? Um, the same as now? The same as now. Okay. Maybe even a little less. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, wouldn't only be tough. So what's going on? Uh, Well, have a have a bit of a, a podcast announcement. Uh-oh. Brace it. We got breaking news on the podcast. This is uh, big Who Would Win cast news. Um, and, uh, unpaid intern Nicole and I uh, are pregnant, having a baby. Oh, that's so exciting. And if people don't know, unpaid intern Nicole is my wife. Yes, she's been on the show. Never uh, voice heard before. Maybe laughter in the background, but Maybe that's laughter it. in the background. So uh, when are you guys expecting? Next April. April, very exciting. April first, actually, and, early April. And there's and there's another member of your party who's just as excited as you and Nicole are for this baby. That's true. A uh, future Aunt Allie would like me to mention that she's going to be an aunt. Yes, Allie will be an aunt. She's really and excited about it. She's super, super excited about it, and that means that I will be the uncle. Oh, I guess so. Oh boy, that's a lot of stress. I didn't even I'm consider sorry. that. I'm sorry. I knew it wasn't in the cards, but. <laughs> well, we'll that's, see that's how great it goes. News. That's awesome for the both of you. Congratulations. Thank you. So do you guys have any uh, plans as to what you're going to do? You're rooting for a boy, right? Uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. You have mixed feelings? I'll be happy. I'll feelings. be happy with both. Either one. Well, that's the only two options you got. So you're going to have to be happy with either one. Well, the thing is, like, for me, the, the this is our first one, so... It doesn't matter. Like, for me, it'd be more important if it's, like, I already have, like, two girls, and I then I'm like, right. oh, boy, I really hope the next one's a boy. Right, right. But for now, I'm like, whatever. That's good. Whatever's good. I feel like you're shifting your tone a little bit. Last time we spoke, well, you Well, I've been thinking about it. I've been putting a lot of thought into it, you know, so my views have evolved. That's good. That's good. Well, that's awesome. It's, uh, it's very exciting, and uh, we'll have a, a baby at the wedding. Yeah, and then he can be on the podcast, like... As soon as he can talk, I think so. I noticed how you said uh, the pronoun he twice in that. That's uh, just that what I've chosen to use for now. Okay, it's better than saying it. I feel it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. Well, that's awesome. Well, nothing can top that news. I mean, that's that's the top right there. Why do you have any news, Steve? 
Nothing. I went to the movies today. That was it. <laughs> what movie did you say? I uh, I went and saw Blade Runner 2049. Oh, what'd you think? I actually really, really, really enjoyed it. Why did you use the qualifier actually? Did you think I, you wouldn't? I don't know. The moment I said that, I thought in my head, now it's going to seem like I wasn't you know, looking forward to it. But it was really, really good. Um, it was it was two hours and 45 minutes, which is pretty long for wow, a movie. That's a, that's a long one. The director's it, cut. It did, yeah, right. It did not feel that long whatsoever. And um, I mean, you really have to pay attention the whole time. But I was fully involved every little scene that they had. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, without saying yes or no or giving away a spoiler, can you make uh, a noise to indicate whether Harrison Ford died or not? I don't know what noise to make. Yeah, just a just. Uh, randomly associate a yes or a no with a noise and then make it. Because I don't want to know. I'm Got just it. curious. Got and it. then later I'll listen to it and I'll be like, oh, that makes sense. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, I'm wondering if he's trying to kill off all of his old characters. Yeah, there's there's a theory that he's uh he's just trying to go out on a high note with a lot of his old characters. Yeah, so I he, mean, he, Han Solo's gone. And he's going to probably take out Indiana Jones as soon as he can. <sighs> Probably and then can. was it Rick Deckard? Is that his name in uh, Blade Runner? Yeah, Rick Deckard. Yeah, he probably killed him too. We'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. Yeah, you already know. Hopefully, if you were paying attention, I do know the answer, and I will tell you at the end of the movie he was. You're really giving it a, a lot away with that sound. I'm surprised you chose uh, that sound effect. You know what? I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, nothing else new really. Um. That's it. Uh, I've been playing a game called Stardew Valley on my Nintendo Switch. Is that the one you were and... playing where you uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff? Yeah, you basically have a farm. I'm I'm starting a farming empire. And what 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 is the uh, the main crop you're growing for your farm? Uh, well, empire? it's seasonal, right? It goes through all four seasons, and I'm oh, in really? fall right now. Does Just... it actually go the same time as in real life? No, not at all. Uh, every season okay. is 28 days. Okay. And then a day is not like real time. It's like a day lasts right. like. 20 minutes or something, 30 okay. minutes. I don't know. Something like that. So, um, so um, my big recent crop was pumpkins. I had like 18 pumpkins come in and made a lot of money off those pumpkins. And uh, so you got like cash crops, I guess, besides pumpkins? Like you got like the tobacco and the cotton or anything? Mm, there's no tobacco or cotton that okay. I know of. Right. It's mostly fruits and vegetables. Cool. Although so I do have like, some hops, oh. which I think I could make beer with, but I don't know how to make beer. Is it like Farmville? I, I've never played Farmville, but I think it might be like Farmville, yeah. There was a dark time in my life where I played a lot of Farmville. You know where I uh, where I knew I hit a low? I I was away from my computer, and I called my sister, gave her my Facebook login information, so that way she could harvest my strawberries. Wow. Was, is it like time-sensitive in, in it, that it's game? Very, yep, it's time-sensitive. If oh. you don't, then you're, um, you, if you don't harvest, your crops will rot. Oh, that stinks. So this is more friendly. It only, like, time only goes by when you're playing, so. Oh, that's good. The only thing is, I have so many crops now, it takes me so long to water them all. I need to put some sprinklers do have, in. Do you have to go around with a water bucket and water each and every one of them? Yes, I do. Oh, that's It takes me, like, all morning. That's very inconvenient. That's why when it rains, it's like a, it's like a whole free day for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this free time? Now, does the game have, like, a rain season where... Nah, I think it just often? randomly rains. Okay, I hear you. I haven't really noticed, like, any patterns about that gotcha well that's cool glad you're enjoying that oh yeah i'll tell you all about it next time i see you and every time after that 
You can give us a Farmer Chris's farming <laughs> updates. Sounds good. I'll get my own little segment. That's perfect. We could add some like little uh, fun tunes in the background. I like it already. Sounds like a spinoff for the podcast. <laughs> and you can just give uh, advice, farming advice, for anybody who's playing the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, so pumpkins take uh, 14 days to grow, and you can only plant them in the fall. The first day of winter, they'll all be dead. So make sure you don't have any of them that are going to uh, not, you know, make a pumpkin before winter starts. So you have to do, you have to do that the first day of fall in the game because you can only harvest it twice. Uh, right? Because 14 could, days, 14 times 2 is 28. Right. I could plant a pumpkin anytime in the first 14 days. Okay. Gotcha. Could you do it on the day one and then do it on day 14 and then get, you know, double on the last day, day 28 or no? Well, you would harvest the pumpkin you already planted in the first on the 14th and then could you replant right then and there yeah i mean that's not really an issue because you have like tons of land i can just plant whenever okay. i got you i just have to buy the seeds we're getting pretty in depth on this i think this might be a little too long on this topic i'm sorry we'll take this, this... Sounds so interesting yeah we'll farming take this offline a... yeah farming is not a profession that people really appreciate anymore uh... so shout out to all of our farmers out there speaking of fans chris uh, we had a fan reach out to us. This is not a review, but a, a response to a review that we did a fictional background on. So like a review of a review. A review of a review, if you will. A re-review. Um, if you remember, we had uh, DFX 11350040883903342023. Yes, I accused him of perpetrating the Equifax hack. Yes, you did. With and we also, very little uh, evidence. And we said that he was living in D.C., Yes. area yep. because the zip code for dc is 20231 <laughs> which is the end of his uh, uh response or of the end of his username there yep but he he uh, reached out to us and he said i'm not a credit card info thief but i am from canada mm, that's you what a credit card should. info thief would say but sorry that, yeah that's right can't trust them you guys should maybe have a special every now and then or a different theme like maybe yourselves but with powers which you got to choose yourselves and keep it up you will go places but remember to touch all the bases maybe an anime episode would be great and i might get a government paid job soon hint nudge oh kind of yeah. like at the end of catch me if you can how the government hired uh leonardo dicaprio because he was a good check forger to help him catch other check forgers we just watched that yesterday so good it was fresh in my mind that's why i made the analogy because he obviously is the best credit card hacker they're like we need to hire this guy he knows the ins and outs of the business. He's going to help stop the Equifax um, break-ins from continuing to happen. I know there's a bunch of other uh, credit score companies also. I forget what the other ones are. Experian? Uh, like Experian and like Trans yeah. TransUnion. Trans TransUnion. I think those are the three big ones. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's going to work for Equifax and then take down the other two. Well, okay, that was a different direction than I was going, but sure, he could be. he might be doing that. Or like you said, working for the government. Because he said he was getting a government job. Now, he, he said he lives in Canada. So, you think he's getting a Canadian government job? Or oh, yeah, good point. Outside? No, I'd say that's Canadian government. I but I'm sure Canada they have computers in Canada. Government. I didn't think they even had a government in Canada. Um, I just thought they were all friendly with each other. So, they didn't need a government to help regulate everything. That might be right. I'm not sure. American schools don't really fully go into, uh, you know, Foreign other countries. countries. Yeah. We'll have to, I mean, I'm assuming they have a government, but, I mean, there's no proof. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
We also have results from last week's poll uh, in which we had who would win a Shark Tank pitch. We had Willy Wonka's WonkaVision versus Dr. Brainerd's, Brainerd's Flubber from the film Flubber. And currently the poll stands as thus. 64% for Flubber and 36% for WonkaVision. So I'm winning. You are taking the W on that one, unless a whole bunch of people come in the next 21 hours and 15 minutes. I saw and, I, w- uh, I won the uh, the Zemnu poll, the Zemnu swarm poll also. You got two in a row, my friend. People went with Nazi bees yes, over did. the giant Hulk who yeah. could regenerate and teleport and telekinesis. He was They're very like, powerful. He's extremely powerful. But that just goes to show you that even the strongest among us hates bees. <laughs> that was really deep. That was I, very, very I deep. hate bees. I hate bees also. You know, I had Get some comments them. on uh, DFX numbers uh, comment I meant to say, and then I forgot. Okay. Do you mind if I go out oh, of no, order? Go, no, go right ahead. Well, he he mentioned doing an episode where you and I battle with special powers. Remember, we did a we did an episode of you, me versus you of a zombie apocalypse way back last, when uh, October time. We didn't have any special powers, although unless you count your special power of lying about having <laughs> access to a boat. Yeah, I still remember that, Steve. You thought I would forget? Yeah. yeah, I did. I was hoping you'd forget, Chris. No, I'll never forget that. Darn. We should do another episode like that this year. We also do, um, we've done two of them, uh, like a, a random, we call them potluck battles, where we draw random cards. That's a little bit this of is a different true. thing. That is A little true. bit of its own theme there. He absolutely is right. We, we're definitely, uh, we definitely should open up our horizons instead of just co- always to- talking about uh, TV and film. And, That's fine um, with me. He did mention anime. I'm not a huge, um, I don't want to say fan of anime. I just don't know anything about it. I mean, I'd love to get into it. I just need to know. I can recommend right. you some good ones. Now, you're you're pretty heavy into anime, correct? Mm, mostly just in like the popular stuff, I would say. Okay. But I, I enjoy it, and I like finding new things. Well, you give me a recommendation. Our fans out there give me a recommendation. Yeah, tweet us some stuff. I'm always looking for something new to try How, out. What are your thoughts on giant robots? I don't mind giant robots at all. There's this one called Garen Lagan. It's so okay. good. It's insane. Yeah. I would, now, is this an anime show or comic? Um, is there a difference? I've, I'm going to sound really stupid. I don't know. So I've only seen the animated show. I don't know if it's based on a comic or not. Is is anime just television or is anime also comic? Uh, in a comic form, I believe it would be called a manga. A manga, gotcha. Yeah, I'm no that expert I though. Sure I could be really embarrassing myself right now. Let us know, fans, if we're if we're wrong. We'd like to learn new things. Yeah, or or when you're searching for it, just search for like uh, like hente. That's the same thing when you search. Gotcha. Yeah, so type that in at work. All right, I I, I believe you. All right, good. <laughs> All right, you ready to get started? Uh, I'm ready. All right. So please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or, or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we are are we beginning? We're beginning a Halloween theme, talking about ghosts. That's it. Whole month of of October, we're going to be doing some Halloween, you know, spookyish episodes. So. This is the the start of it right here, talking about ghosts. Specifically ghosts and busting them. That is right. So you will be taking on... The Ghostbusters. And I will be taking the four ghosts 
from the video game Pac-Man. And those ghosts are named Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. Clyde? That doesn't rhyme with the other three. He's just going off of it, I know. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. I do not like that. Sorry, Chris. Sorry to bust your bubble, but that's what we got here. I might call him Clinky. You want If you call him Clinky, you can, but that's not his name. <laughs> well, he's not going to care. He's dead. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. He's he's undead or unalive. I don't know what you want to call it. He's a ghost. Well, so, uh, so, there's also four Ghostbusters. So that works out perfectly. It's a perfect number. We got four Ghostbusters and uh, four ghosts here. Now, at first, we actually had a hard time picking... Who was going to go up against the Ghostbusters? We had a whole list of types of different ghosts. We had Casper. Mm-hmm. The friendly ghost. Um, the friendly ghost. We had, um, who else? The, the ghost from Harry Potter run our list, like the oh, Bloody yeah. Baron, Nearly Headless Nick. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle would have been a good one, too. Um, we also had uh, the ghost from Star Wars on there. Like, if you think technically they're ghosts, the Force ghosts. Yeah. Uh, um, the Headless Horseman from Sleepy Hollow. And um, was he a ghost? I, I believe at one point, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Or the lore. Hmm. That might be but, a that might be a tricky a tricky subject there. That's that's true. Correct us if we're wrong. He was ghostish. Ghostish. And uh, then I was doing some research, and the four ghosts from Pac Man came up, and I thought, hey, that's perfect. perfect. Four of them going up against the four Ghostbusters. Four v four. That's it. It's perfect timing. Hey, uh, want to know about the Ghostbusters? Sure, give a little background. Have you ever heard of the Ghostbusters? Uh, I am familiar with them, yes. Okay, good, good. Um, well, now, which Ghostbusters are you picking? Oh, only, I'm doing the original 1984 Ghostbusters. Good. <laughs> As it should be. So, uh, like I said, 1984 comedy film starring Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray. Also appears uh, Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson. Rick Moranis. Miss that man. Yeah, he should he should come back to acting. I know he said he's like taking care of his kids because didn't his wife die or something? Yeah, but that was a really long time ago. His kids are like adults now. Yeah, that's true. He probably doesn't feel like he feels like he's out of the game too long, maybe. Yeah. Rick, if you're listening to this, we miss you. Come back. Do we a honey you. we shrunk our grandkid. <laughs> it could work. Spaceballs too. Oh, that would I would, that would be my number one choice, yeah. Play Kylo Kylo Ren. <laughs> It'd be Kylo Helmet. Kylo Helmet, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Dan Aykroyd, Howard Ramos, and Bill Murray uh, are the original three Ghostbusters. They have different names. I don't remember them all. There's like uh, Bill Murray Egon. plays Venkman. Venkman, Egon, and yeah, Harold Ramos plays e- uh, Spangler. Spangler, Egon and, and, Spangler. That's and, his name. Oh, then what's what's Dan Aykroyd's name? Oh, boy. Oh, now I'm just looking bad. Raymond Stance. There we go. That's a harder to remember one. That is true. Egon Spangler stands stands out. out. Venkman stands out. Yeah. Because, oh, they call him Ray. And the other ones, they use their last names. Yes, that's true. So that's probably why you remember them more. And then halfway through the movie, Ernie Hudson comes in as their first recruit. Mm -hmm. And his name is, uh, I don't even know. I'll just I mean, call him kind of Joe's because, I mean, it really wasn't supposed to be Ernie Hudson. Did you ever know that? Uh, I do. That's one of my fun facts. You're, you're kind of scooping me on my fact there. Oh, man, that's two his, weeks in a row I did that to you. I'm sorry. His name's Winston Zedmore. There you go, Winston. But uh, 
just because you put it out there, uh, what were you alluding to? Uh, I was going to say that the role was not originally written for him. It was originally written for Eddie Murphy because he was really, really hot then. He was. And he uh, he turned it down, and they actually made a big rewrite when he turned it down. That's a shame. Because originally, if it was Eddie Murphy, he was going to be in it from near the, near the beginning and have a lot more screen time. And Ernie Hudson is basically like a prop in the movie. Right. Just just to kind of join the team. and There's actually, like, I've seen, like like, shots of it where he's, like, actually cut out of the frame. Yeah, if you see like the the VHS um, home video cut of the film, because they kind of have to shorten it from widescreen to make it full screen, he you really can't see him in a lot of shots. <laughs> oh boy! Well, yeah, it's kind of a shame. The Ghostbusters are a, a ragtag group of ghost busting friends in New York City. They um they start a ghost hunting business, try to make a little money, save people from ghosts. It's a, it's a really good movie. I'd say if you haven't seen Ghostbusters, what are you Very doing with good. your life? Very catchy song in it. It's hilarious. Oh, Ray Parker Jr. Yes. Very good. I, I'm a big fan of the Ghostbusters. Uh, never seen Ghostbusters 2. I've heard it's You've not good. You've never seen it? All no, right. I've heard it's not good. It's, uh, it's, it's worth seeing. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. It's not that good, but still. It's like you still get the original Ghostbusters, you know? Did you see the new one? No, I didn't see the new one. Me neither. I got turned off of it. I've heard unkind things about it, and I feel bad because I feel like everybody was just against it from the start. Yeah. Uh, especially since they had four women in the main roles. There was a I lot of think... pushback on that, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that really shouldn't determine whether or not it could have been good because Paul Feig, I mean, he's made great films before. Yeah, that, I did not really care about it. that. But um yeah, I don't know. Neither. It's just a, yeah, it's, it's just a shame it didn't really play out as well. So, there you go. Ghostbusters, anything else you want to add for them? Uh that's a good background info. I'll bring up a little bit more as we as we talk. Okay, sure. So, uh the four ghosts that I have here from the, the video game Pac-Man are like I said, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. You mean Blinky? Blinky? Uh, you can say that if you'd like. <laughs> right, sorry, I forgot I made that name up. Uh, Blinky is the one that is red. Pinky does he is blink? The one that is. He does not blink. Hmm. It seems uh, like Pinky. a seems like a misstep. Guess what color Pinky is? Pink. Oh, you're so smart, Chris. Well, you know how I knew that because Blinky, his name is Blinky, and he blinks. Okay. <laughs> and Inky, I mean, sorry, Pinky is pink. Pinky is pink. Inky is. Ink. Cyan. Yeah, blue ink. Ink can be blue. Blue ink. It's the second and, most popular color of ink. And Clyde is? Uh, orange. Orange. Yep, he is the orange one. Did you have to look it up? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so they do have original names from the game. I'm, I'm assuming this is Japanese. Um... Not a hundred percent. That positive. makes sense. Yeah. Um, but like their their nickname, like if you translated it directly into English, uh, it would have been Chaser, Ambush, Fickle, and Find Ignorance. Wow, they should have went with those. Those are way better. Yeah. Um, and also another translation could be Red Guy, Pink Guy, <laughs> Blue Guy, Slow Guy. 
They also have nicknames of Mackie, Mickey, Mucky, Mocky. How many names do these guys have? There's a, there's a whole thing on Wikipedia right here. I'm just they already have chart. three names, and you won't even let me have Clinky? Yeah. And uh, Clinky's I'm probably one of them. Shaddy, Shadow, Speedy, Bashful, are, and Pokey. Are you serious? You're naming the more names of them? Yeah. How many more do you have? There's also Urchin, Romp, Stylist, and Crybaby. You're making, you're joking right now, right? I'm not joking what? at all. How how were these names decided? Just go to Ghosts on Pac-Man, and um, you can see the known ghosts. There's also more than just the four of them. I do see that, but you're reading other names for the original four ghosts. Yes, and I haven't heard you say Clinky yet. Uh, that's because there's no Clinky. <laughs> But like I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it to that list because apparently you need no credentials whatsoever to name a Pac-Man <laughs> ghost. I guess you can just go on that. Is it like a a wiki type site? You can just edit it yourself. No, this is this is actual Wikipedia. Oh, so you can edit it yourself. Yes. No wonder. There's probably a bunch of other podcasts on this where they change the names. Uh, other ghosts you have is Kinky, Spooky, Wait, for real. Funky. There's yes. one named Pink, Kinky. These are just other ones that have been added onto the main four. Kinky, Spooky, Funky, Spunky, Sue, Tim, Yum Yum, Lore, Betrayus, Butler, and Dr. Buttocks. Those sound like a child making up names for, like, toys. That's it. That's what Did you got you right there. Did you say and Lur? Yeah. That's two separate but, names? It's Butler with a dash in between. Oh, I see that. And yeah. Dr. Buttocks. So that, and Dr. Buttocks. This doesn't seem sketchy to you, Steve? He's the twin brother of Butler. If, if a student handed you in a paper about Pac-Man and they wrote about Dr. Buttocks, Butler, and Lord Betrayus, and their only source was Wikipedia, you would be like, Wikipedia is not a good source. This sounds sketchy. You should have verified this. This is true. <laughs> but you can follow the link that they cite in order of their uh, to, to find their uh, different nicknames. And if you follow that, It'll help support your argument. I don't see the source on Butler and Dr. Buttocks. Um, but, 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 They're brothers, by the way. They're twin brothers. Chris, Guess... where have you been? I said that three minutes ago. Oh, sorry. I, I was like in in shock that they were That's real okay. names. That's did you okay. mention that he had a butt-shaped head? I did not. <laughs> I didn't think that was important to my argument. A cybernetic right hand wears glasses and speaks with a German accent? That sounds pretty good that to me. That is so insane. I can't believe I never heard this before. So, going off of their nicknames, Blinky, Pinky, Anki, and Clyde, they are the four antagonists of the Pac-Man uh, video game. They pretty much just go around and try to catch Pac-Man. If they touch Pac-Man, Pac-Man loses a life and has to start the level over again. Um, and, like I said, pretty much the man, main antagonists. Uh, a fun fact about them is the ghosts were inspired by comic book characters. Uh the, the creator said that Pac-Man is inspired by all the manga and animation that he'd watch as a kid. And the ghosts were inspired by Casper and another ghost, I might pronounce this wrong, called Obake no Kataro. Perfect. Sure that was perfect pronunciation. If you've ever heard of that or not. No, I never heard of it. But um, So that's what he credits to the design and the inspiration for the ghost that he had. And, I mean, that's pretty much the background. Each ghost actually has their own uh, unique track that they follow while they're hunting uh, Pac-Man. And I'm going to use that into my arguments as we get going. You think that's but, a good thing? Uh, yes and no, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. 
I, I'm on a site with Pac-Man Ghost, and they have some of their some of their character character traits. Some of them are pretty funny. For those four, yeah. Go ahead. Like uh, Clyde, aka Clinky, is cowardly and seemingly dumb, but maybe smarter than he lets on, and doesn't yeah. really care about chasing. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because we'll get to that. But like each one, like I said, is like programmed to do their own thing. Is he the random? Does he just go around randomly? Yeah, he just goes around randomly. Hmm. Yeah. I've heard this before about Pac-Man. I used to dabble in Pac-Man theory. There's like one that oh. always just follows you, one that it's, tries yep. to like cut you off. And... Yep, it's a whole, there's a whole strategy to it. There's a whole strategy to it. Yes, there is. Well, when they have that many names, you know they put a lot of thought into it. Yes, they did. All right. So, um, you want to get this fight started? So let's do it. So the scenario we have here, I guess we could say, is we have... The four ghosts from Pac-Man, Inky, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. <laughs> I think it was five. The, the the four ghosts, and they're inside, I guess we could just say, a house. Some kind of okay apart, apartment building, maybe. That's fine. And the four Ghostbusters are sent in to clear house. That is going to be so easy for us. All right, let's do it. First of all, let's talk a little bit about what the Ghostbusters are bringing to the party here. They are bringing the Proton Pack, the most advanced ghost hunting and trapping equipment known to mankind in the Ghostbusters universe. It's very dangerous. It's pretty much like carrying like a nuclear reactor on their uh, back. It is exactly that because the Proton Pack is an unlicensed nuclear accelerator backpack. Yeah. It sounds pretty dangerous. It consists me. of raw nuclear energy and protons. Not a great idea. What? I mean, it worked great in two movies. Maybe a it third. Did. I didn't see the third one. I didn't see the third one either. Just, it just seems like a very, very big liability, especially since they're unlicensed. In, in, in 1980, you could probably get away with that. 2017, you're not going to be able to get away with carrying an unlicensed nuclear reactor in your back. Uh, so basically, we're going to start this fight off with like a, a long legal battle about the legality of the proton hack. I've been doing a lot of research into New York law all morning chris uh I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i got a case against you so you better be careful all right hit me with the statutes real quick and then i'll uh write up my uh disagreement all right so in the famous 2006 case shepherd versus jones which i'm sure you remember of course dealing with uh, ghosts i remember that one yeah so what happened was the court found that it was illegal to carry any item on your back that is also can be substituted as a nuclear weapon because there was a guy who came into new york carrying a nuclear weapon in a backpack wait are you and being serious right now chris i thought we were i thought we were making this up you sound really serious chris it's me <laughs> all right so it's true got it yeah this is this is 100 percent true all right yeah, so um, the court ruled because that guy came so, over. So, as I recall, there were some extenuating circumstances in that case. Okay. One, he was an immigrant. So, there's this natural fear of immigrants. Two, I believe he had, like, known mental issues and should not have been wearing a nuclear device on his back. So, he, yes, you are right. He did have some mental issues. However, the reason he had those mental issues is because he had worked so extensively um, – <laughs> hard and long doing the research to hard put and long. the nuclear reactor together that it pretty much drove him insane. 
Uh, objection. Move to strike from the record. That's speculation. It pl- um, upheld. <laughs> Thank you. Wait. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm playing look, two look, roles right now. Look, look. These these guys are 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 top notch parapsychologists. They work okay. for like schools and stuff. They know what they're doing. I mean, they well, also have shown that like, these work. They catch a lot of ghosts. Don't they get like kicked out of their schools too because they're like embarrassments to their to their fields? Uh, they're not seen in. They're not held in high regard. Yeah, because no one else believes in ghosts. But right. at the end of the movie, people believe in ghosts. So guess who gets the last laugh? The Ghostbusters. Exactly. Okay. Especially because they're pretty funny. They, oh, they, it's a comedy, so. A, they're having a great time. They do. They are just four friends. Well, three friends plus Ernie Hudson hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they like Rick Moranis better than Ernie Hudson. Like, they'd rather him. He would have been a great addition to the team. Yeah, I think there's like, is he a Ghostbuster in the sequel? Oh, you never saw the sequel. Never saw the I sequel. I think in the sequel Sorry. he is a Ghostbuster. Oh, that'd be cool. I based most of my research off the first one, though, so. That's, that's, that's just fine. from memory. That's all, that's all I know. Anyway, also. let me tell you more about the Proton Pack. Okay. That may or may not be illegal. Case case is still open on that one. So you can go online and you can find detailed descriptions of how the Proton Pack works. Now, I'm putting okay. works in air quotes. Okay. But if you read this and don't know very much about science, you will think the Proton Pack is a real thing. Just because of all the, the, the mumbo-jumbo that they put out there? It just yes. sounds legit. Yeah, because... Okay, listen to this. So, uh, Blah, blah, blah. Backpack. Black, blah. It consists of a uh, a nuclear accelerator backpack, which is a proton pack, positron, collider, and a cyclotron. A particle thrower, which is a proton gun, an ion wand, an ion cannon, and a neutrona wand. Once you turn the proton pack on, you can also switch on the particle thrower. The accelerator accelerates the protons from the cyclotron on the pack into the particle thrower, and you get an extremely powerful but destructive particle stream that consists of protons and raw nuclear energy. This is capable of entangling a ghost against its will. An excellent way to think of the particle stream would be as a lasso for ghosts. But there's more. All ghosts are made up of psychokinetic energy, which consists of electrons, neutrons, and the infamous substance known as ectoplasm. The electron is one of three elements in an atom, the other two being the proton and the neutron. Electrons carry a negative charge, as does the ectoplasm. Now, this is important, so pay attention. Whereas a neutron (laughs) has no charge, and a proton has a positive charge. Negative energy is no match for positive energy. When a person fires the particle stream at a ghost, the ghost will become entangled in the stream and will become trapped. Unless the spirit is more powerful, and so the power in the stream will have to be increased accordingly. The particle thrower also features a control for stream length, blah, blah, blah. can get floating ghosts, disintegrated paper cup for some reason, chopped down a tree. I don't know why they're going into this stuff. It's harmless to humans on low power. I didn't know that. Apparently, it also works on vampires. I wonder how they know that. Was that in the second one? I don't think so. Hmm, I never heard that before. <laughs> Uh, it has two settings. Attack, which is the most energetic stream of particles, designed okay. to weaken the psychokinetic energy. Makes sense. And setting two, confinement, which generates a positively charged cage around the entity being confined. Gotcha. So just so you know, this it says in this very legitimate description of how the proton pack works that it works on because of the ectoplasm. And according to uh, the ghost's wiki... They are special ectoplasmic entities. 
So wasn't I wasn't I just getting crap a little bit ago for using Wikipedia as a source? Well, this is oh I uh I was just saying you should have you know been skeptical. It sounds like someone edited those Wikipedia names as a joke. Okay, that's how dumb they are. I hear what you're saying, but I'm sure they were probably real. And nobody could have gone on there and just put a whole bunch of science mumbo jumbo on. Well, that other one. Well, that wasn't even Wikipedia. That was um, (laughs) ectozone.com. Very credible source. But on pacman.wikia, it describes the ghost as spectral, as as ectoplasmic entities. Okay. Which, as we just heard, will be no match for the proton pack. Okay. This is true. Based on your ectoplasm. uh, Yes, thank you. I hear what you're saying. So in addition to the proton pack, we also have... The trap, or also called the muon trap. It's that thing that they slide on the ground and then they hit the switch and it sucks the ghost and holds it in. Yep, I'm familiar. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. Then we're good. Yep. So I okay. think we, I think this is going to be pretty open and shut. Ghostbusters bust in, witty joke, witty joke. They, uh, see the, see a Pac Man ghost. They kind of like freak out for a second because they always are like kind of surprised when they see ghosts, even though that's like literally what they do the whole movie. Exactly. And they, yeah. And they're like, oh no, a ghost. And they're like, all right, we got to catch this ghost. They they shoot it with the proton beam. They're going to first start on attack. They're going to weaken it. They're going to switch to contain. They're going to hold it over top of the trap. Boom, hit the trap on. Ghost in the trap. All right, so so something I want to point out here is you're using the word ghost singular right now. You just keep saying ghost. Uh, you, have, you have to remember that there's four. Yeah, we're going to just kind of try to get them one at a time, you know, kind of like divide and conquer. Okay, so you guys are going to stick together the entire time. That is the plan. Okay, so uh, unless the, things the go ghosts, wrong, the, so the four ghosts, Inky or Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde, they actually work better separate than they do together. And like I was mentioning earlier, they each have their own special abilities. So each one kind of has their own way of going about somebody. Now you could think of this, our setup here, kind of as like a Pac-Man layout. You could have, you know, the different hallways in this apartment or wherever we're at, really, at home. And the Ghostbusters going through the different hallways, going in the different rooms, trying to locate the ghosts. And you can have, you think of like an aerial view. You can have the four ghosts going around the area, sneaking up and trying to catch up and uh, get the Ghostbusters. Because the moment a Pac-Man ghost touches like a Pac-Man, the Pac-Man loses a life. Now... We can say that the moment one of these uh, Pac-Man ghosts touch a Ghostbuster, that it's possible that they could lose a life, and they only have one life, and they would die. <laughs> They're not going to restart and, and, and go again. That is an interesting point you bring up, because there are no ghosts in the Ghostbusters universe that can kill you based on just a touch. Right. That is not, unique well, that to we, Pac-Man. Not that we've, not that we've seen. So, so the, the question is, is Pac-Man uniquely susceptible to these ghosts and dies immediately? Or is that just, do the ghosts just kill anything they touch? That I don't know. I mean, it does have the word man in his name. And the four Ghostbusters are humans. So we could apply that. So are you saying based on the uh, transitive property and the genetic link between a Pac-Man and a human, they you probably have the same reaction to a ghost? You said it, not me. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear that that was the point you were making. 
That's fine. No problem. That Pac-Man is like genetically related to a human because of the three letters M-A-N. Yes. Okay. I can't really refute that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So your strategy so, uh, is to just kind of waka waka around the house and sneak up behind them and touch them? You have to remember, isn't waka waka Pac-Man's noise? Yeah. It was a yeah. bit of a stretch. So the ghost isn't making those noises. And we don't have um, that person from the Muppets here either. Who is that from the Muppets? Oh, who's, uh, Fozzie who's says it sometimes. Fozzie there, yeah. Waka yeah. waka. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, the Blinky, the red ghost, yeah. uh, he, has a, he, he is programmed to follow close on the tail of his opponent. And when you turn around, he could be right there and get you. So he's, he's right behind you the whole time. All right. Um, Pinky, they move at a relative, uh, about the same speed as, um, Inky and Clyde, whereas Blinky moves like faster. Oh, so now and, they um, weren't all the same speed. No, they have different speeds. Oh, yes. That's tricky. Blinky, Blinky speeds up after a certain amount of dots are eaten in the game. So if the Ghostbusters take a break to eat like a snack or something, which sounds like something they, they would totally They do, probably will. Yep. It's possible that Blinky could get like a speed boost. Um, Pinky is plainly misleading. Um, he has the ability to. Uh, where was it? Uh, Pinky seems to have the tendency to go around in blocks and in, uh, clockwise and counterclockwise um, directions. But Pinky works well with Clyde. Because Clyde's just kind of like the one that just kind of goes around and does his own thing. <laughs> so Pinky kind of keeps him in check here. And uh, Inky is extremely unpredictable, but he's unpredictable in a good way where he just kind of goes, but it's kind of like planned out where he's going to go. He but it's unpredictably, just to be clear, he unpredictably goes where he planned to go. He like, <laughs> it's not like he's just random like Clyde. Like Clyde would just make stupid turns, but Inky. He'll go different routes all the time, but they're all routes that will end somewhere eventually, unlike Clyde. All right. We might, I think we're being pretty harsh on Clyde here. I think but, you are, <laughs> not me. He probably just is upset he doesn't have a rhyming name. He feels like he's not part of the group. I know. It's a shame. Poor Clyde. So um, the four of them, they're going to have no problem going around the, the area and eventually cornering your guys taking them out one at a time because if you think of ghostbusters it's always four of them or three of them before they get ernie hudson against one you never see them split up and just take down one on their own even at the very I mean, end when they take on zool they all have to take them on in order to in order to win so i think that the fact that you have four ghosts going up against the four ghostbusters it's going to be too much for them but in that same respect the the pac-man ghosts have never uh, fought an enemy that fights back. Pac-Man always runs away until he gets a power pellet, which is a topic for later. Uh, he's generally running away from them, and he doesn't have any weapons to to shoot them with or any or capture them. I would I would disagree. Pac-Man does chase after them once he gets that power. Once pellet, he gets he the goes, power pellet, he goes straight at them. So then the ghosts run away, right? Well, they turn blue and they slow down. Not that they run away; they just slow down. Well, they definitely stop chasing you. They go in the opposite direction that. That sounds the like you're describing is. running away. Floating away. <laughs> okay. So, Floating away. All right, all right. So just to carry it, just to move this along, they move in the opposite direction. 
Yes, slowly. That it's not like someone maybe could call running away okay. or moving away. There you go. All right. So are you saying that because of the Ghostbusters weapons, the ghosts would constantly be in this state of going in the opposite direction? Or they'll be on their normal attack routes? They'll be on their normal attack routes. That's good. They're not the used to dealing with that, though. That'd be like if they went at, at attacking Pac-Man when Pac-Man had, like, a proton pack. They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, but they're not going to have to worry about power pellets from the Ghostbusters. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They, they these guys are, you know, they were they were cool guys. They lived in the seventies and eighties. They, uh, in the university setting, they might have had some power pellets. <laughs> you think so? I'm not sure. I mean, I think Vankman probably did. So they eat one of those power pellets, and it's just going to turn the ghost right away, right around. Vankman seemed like he might have some power pellets. All right, so but here's here's what I think as a more likely outcome. So here's what we do. Here's what happens. The Ghostbusters go in. The Pac-Man ghosts really don't know how to react because they're only used to dealing with Pac-Man. So they, they go with their normal routine. And then uh, who's the follower guy, the red guy? Uh, Blinky. Blinky. Blinky's out on him first. He's just following him. And then they get, boom, hit with the proton pack. Boom, trapped in the ghost trap. Because they didn't see that coming. They're like, oh, no, these this is a new type of enemy. We have to deal with this. We have to be a little more precise we can't just use our old ways so immediately four on three before the ghosts wise up and realize who they're up against now then you're right the, the ghostbusters might have a little trouble but here's what we do we can sacrifice ernie hudson because he's not that important to the plot so in hopefully maybe as a diversion when you're getting him we get another ghosts so that's a one-to-one trade now it's three on two with with bill murray dan Aykroyd, and harold ramus you're not going to kill off any of those guys. But so you brought up a good point. You said that the four Pac-Man ghosts are not going to be used to going up against four uh, people because they're only used to going up against one Pac-Man. One unarmed Pac-Man, yes. Right. Well, we can turn that around. The four Ghostbusters are going to be used to going up against four ghosts at once because they're only ever used to just going up against like one. Um, when you see that giant montage, when you see that giant montage of them like going through the city, you have like the one girl who's in. Like the library, you got Slimer. Um, Are you, you sure one. they never they never fight multiple ghosts? I don't think they I don't think they take down like more than one ghost at one time. All right, that's fine. I mean, four ghosts is just like one ghost four times. It's not bad, that big a difference. I mean, you could just say taking down <laughs> one, you know, four people is just like taking down one Pac Man at a time. If Pac Man had a proton pack. Pac-Man had a proton pack. Yeah, so it's like Correct. four Pac-Mans with proton packs. Yes, okay. I'll see what you're saying there. <laughs> so I want to bring something up here. So you said what happens if they get captured, if they get caught, right? I didn't say that, but sure. No, well, you said that they get ca- the, the ghosts get captured in your... In my ghost trap, yep. In your ghost trap, yes. So we can apply this to the game Pac-Man itself. No, it's different. I know what you're going to say. It's not, it's not, that's different. Well... What happens when... You're going to say they go in that little that little jail room in the middle? Well, what goes back there? The the the, the ghost, like, turns into, like, a ball, and their eyes pop out. They fly back to the middle room. Exactly. They go back and they regenerate. Yeah, but that's the, the proton pack... I mean, sorry, the, uh, the ghost trap that the Ghostbusters use is a special kind of trap to contain their ghost energy. I don't know. I could see them going down into the trap and the eyes would pop out just like when they get caught by Pac-Man. There's no ghost that was able to escape from them. Yeah, but these are different types of ghosts here, Chris. I don't know. They're still ectoplasm-based ghosts. That's what what the Ghostbusters are used to dealing with, so. 
Look, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think you're gonna. We're gonna agree on this. I'm. I'm sorry. You're not no, getting out of that trap. We're uh, not going to agree with this. Well, I would argue that they would be able to. Their eyes would be able to pop out, allowing them to go back to the regeneration center where they could start off again. Is that what you call the middle box, the regeneration center? That's what I would call it. Okay. What would you call it? I don't know. The ghost box. Home base. Sure. <laughs> it probably has so like five they, different names. So they they would go back into it, and they can come back out again once they're ready. Ghostbusters are probably going to get tired. They're going to say, where'd the ghost so go? If, I don't know. If that is the case, that is very unfair, and you probably would eventually beat me if you guys are literally uncapturable. I'm just making that point in the game, because they are uncapturable in the game. Well, th- again, I point out, Pac-Man does not have a proton pack or a ghost trap. But he does have power pellets, which is supposed to help him in destroying the ghosts, and it never works. Yeah, it's only temporary. That's the one thing I always hate about Pac-Man. Whenever I was, you know, I have the power pellet, I get all excited. I'd say, yeah, you know, you take down like two ghosts right off the bat really quickly. You get mm-hmm. that like 100, 200 point bonus. And then you'd see those eyes go away. And then the next thing you know, you got four ghosts back on your tail again. You're like, what the heck? What yeah, happened? I thought I already took care of these guys. It was really unfair. I think it was to teach kids not to do drugs. Because it's like, hey, I mean, sure, it's going to be good for a little bit. But then it's going to wear off and you're going to be in a worse spot than you were to begin with. And that you should eat fruit instead. Even though the fruit doesn't do anything good, except give you Just points. points. Just points. But you did always like to collect them all. Oh, yeah. I mean, you saw that cherry running across? You got super excited. Yeah. I forget what other fruits they had. There's like an orange and a pretzel. Oh, yeah, there was a pretzel. That's right. I think there might have been a lemon. Yeah. No, I wasn't, I'm not that good at Pac-Man, so I don't get very far. Yeah, I wasn't that great either. My mom's like favorite game was this. It's Pac-Man. She really, really enjoyed oh, that. Oh, Nicole likes that, too. Yeah, it's fun. So that that's what I would argue. I would argue that... That the ghosts are invincible, and they'll keep coming back for all eternity until they eventually overcome the human Ghostbusters. That they are incapturable, <laughs> I would rather say. Rather that they are invincible, because that's a very argument, a very, uh, a very common argument that I would make on this show. <laughs> They're okay. uncapturable. So um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. We'll just see what people say. I also okay. wanted to bring up some other maybe um, kind of secret weapons I might be bringing to the table if needed. Sure, go ahead. If, if you know, in my scenario where we eventually get it to the three-on-two scenario, you know, we get the one early kill, we get the one, like, using Ernie Hudson as a diversion, then we're going to the three-on-two. We have a couple things we can do. So okay. we have a, a ghost that's, like, relative ally, I would say, Slimer. Okay. So in the in the first Ghostbusters, Slimer's kind of just like another one of the, just one of the ghosts they show. He's like the fat green one that's always eating things. I think he's the, the first one they catch, I believe. Uh in, in the hotel. Yeah, he's in the hotel. Yeah. Is he? I think he was their first catch. Maybe. I don't remember that. I thought he appeared in a couple different scenes. I think he escapes later on, like towards the end. Oh, of the film, that's right. Escapes. When that one guy lets them all go, maybe they showed him after that. Mm-hmm. But he's he's more in the second one. He kind of just like hangs out in their headquarters. Okay. So we can maybe send him in to do some recon. Like let us know what the ghost strategy is because he's a he's a fellow ghost. He'd walk in and he'd be like, "Hello, fellow ghosts, what is up?" And then <laughs> you think you think Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde would just be open to the idea of a new ghost just joining them? Well, first of all, there were a lot of other ghosts, as you said, including. 
Butler and Dr. Buttock. So I don't think they have a very high standards for entry. <laughs> and he's green. They don't have any green ones. So they're going to be like, perfect. We need a green. Oh, all right. So he joins. The, he fits the bill. He fits the bill. Yeah, and he's generally their same shape, kind of blob-shaped. Okay. The no arms, though. He has arms. He does have arms. He'd kind of have to hide them, maybe. He'd be showing off. They wouldn't want him in. The No Arms Club. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to get him to hide his arms. He's not going to be able to do the secret handshake. So he might even be able to eat one of them also. He eats a lot of things in the movie. Would that be cannibalism? Yes. Even though it's like well, different types of Well, you know, I guess maybe it depends on what they were before they died. That's Are true. the Pac-Man ghosts the ghosts of Pac-Man? Ooh, that's really deep. But Pac-Man and never turns into a ghost, so I don't know. No, I don't think so. I don't know either. Yeah. That is pretty deep. That's too much. So the, the other thing we could do, if need be, is cross the streams. That's something I was going to ask you. So if you're in a really, really small area, like an apartment, you are most likely going to always cross the streams. Because the only two times in the film when they cross the streams, they only do it once, right? At the very end of the movie? Uh, Yes. So they're in the wide open. When they when they decide to cross the streams and when they catch Slimer inside the hotel, that's like in the dining room and there's tons and tons of space. So there's there's no threat to them of possibly uh, crossing the streams there. So if you're in a small area like an apartment or a small house here with the narrow corridors or hallways, I feel like that's going to that's probably going to happen, which is not going to be good for your Ghostbusters. See, that's what Egon thought that it would be bad. But. Then they did it, and it was fine. So maybe crossing the streams is, is kind of not as bad as he thought. Maybe he was just wrong about that. Didn't it just cause, like, a giant, like, slime explosion? Well, that's because they shot a giant marshmallow man. So this his marshmallows exploded everywhere. Yeah. What Egon says about it is, Try to imagine all life as you know it, stopping instantaneously, and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. And then Ray responds, Total protonic reversal. That's it. That, And that's why I'm saying it's a last resort. But if things are going bad, we may cross the streams. And maybe we'll try to avoid doing it in a hallway. Maybe we'll try to do it in a more open room of the house. Okay. So so you, now you'd have to lure the ghosts out there. That's no problem. The ghosts Clyde. follow you. Well, it depends. <laughs> unless you're Clyde. You're right. Unless you're Clyde. Unless you're Clyde. That's my those are my those are my two secret weapons, Slimer and and crossing the streams. Okay. It's it's something that's definitely possible and we're going to have to leave it up to the fans to decide what would happen if the Ghostbusters took on Inky Pinky Blinking Clyde. That would be an interesting uh crossover film. I think they could do it. Why I wonder not? if they made any jokes about that in the movie uh what was that movie where like all the video games came to life? Um, with adam sandler oh that was actually a fun fact that i was gonna bring up oh well now we're even yeah it's um but, 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 but in the film it's called pixels yeah that's right pixels i i've never seen it me neither but in the film the four main characters at the end and during the climax are all driving like some type of like mini cooper-esque car and each car there's four cars is the color of one of the ghosts from pac-man and on their license plate each one says blinky 
Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. And then at the end of the movie, I believe they're fighting like a giant Pac-Man that's trying to eat the world. So it's kind of paying homage to the four ghosts from, from Pac-Man. Gotcha. Other than that, it really hasn't been in much when it comes to like films. Uh, one thing that Pac-Man did introduce was cutscenes into video games. Uh, there's really, there really wasn't anything like that before. And even though the cutscenes in Pac-Man really weren't anything, uh, extraordinarily, you know, big and fancy, it was just kind of moving the story along. Um, it, it's pretty much led to a lot of other uh, video games now having all these cutscenes to the point where you're pretty much watching a movie or, you know, some type of a, uh, a, sh- a show while you're, while you're playing the game. Yeah, some Final Fantasy games have been guilty of that. <sighs> yeah, I don't like those games that you're watching more than you're playing. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta find a good balance of that. You do. Exactly. And, um, there's something else I wanted to, to bring up. Oh, um, and Pac-Man, uh, the game itself was designed as a response to shooting games like Space Invaders. Because during the late 70s and early 80s, a lot of arcade games were dark and masculine, where people were just uh, shooting stuff, like Space Invaders and, um, oh, what's that other one, Gal- uh, Galaga? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to have a different type of game where, I guess you could think it's still kind of violent because you're eating things. but And I mean, doing drugs. Really, like, and doing drugs, right. But you're not really like killing people or killing aliens or shooting stuff. You're just kind of eating uh, ghosts. I guess, sure. Maybe we need that again now, because there's a lot of games now where you just shoot stuff. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of shooters around right now. Unfortunately, that's kind of like pretty much just flooding the market. I think it's a big uh, demographic. Yeah, it really is. The uh, the teen, young male demographic. That's all I like buying a lot of video games. I mean, my students, too. That's all my students talk about are like the shooting games that they play. Do they ever talk about Pac-Man? No, they do not talk about Pac-Man. They do not have any respect for the classics. Do they ever talk about Stardew Valley? They do not. Well, if any of them want to be a farmer, point them in that direction. I'll let them know. <laughs> uh, it, for, in honor of this fight, I actually did some in-the-field research, which was just kind of happening. That wasn't really actually planned. But on uh, Friday, a couple days ago, I went on a ghost tour of Cape May, which is uh, in southern New Jersey, where we live down here. Yeah, what is your address again? I forget. I don't want to say my exact address <laughs> on the show. If people want to send us stuff, I'm uh, just we would greatly accept it. I might have to get a PO box for that, but I'm not going to put out my public address. Well, yeah, you don't. It, yeah, we don't need your address, but maybe like your full name, phone, uh, social security, and cell phone number. And I'll give you my blood type and how I take my coffee. You know what? Actually, I'll just ask uh, DFX eleven five whatever zero zero. He, he probably, probably he probably him. has it. He probably does. But um, so the ghost tour I went on was pretty interesting. The guy was talking about how um, there's so many different things with ghosts. I thought he was just pretty much making stuff up a lot of the time. But he was he was talking about how I like that as a quote. There's so many different things with ghosts. If I ever wrote a book about ghosts, that would be the subtitle. But like he had answers to everything, and granted, like this is what he does, so I'm sure he's you know really researched this or something. But you know, he brought up how sometimes if somebody dies at a house, 
uh, that ghost will hunt that area. And even if they tear down a house and build a new house, the ghost will still stay there. That's, then he also, mm-hmm. That's common knowledge. He, right. But then he also said there are other instances where a ghost will move because he said that there was somebody haunting a house and that person died in like Camden, nowhere near Cape May. But they just the ghost just moved all the way down here to haunt it. So it's kind of contradicting the earlier idea of ghosts haunting where they die. Um, well, but then ghosts, he was saying ghosts can some, vacation also, I guess. Well, he was saying if a ghost has like unfinished business, he might go to where he needs to quote unquote finish that business, which might be at some other house or some other business or something along those lines. But it was, it was, it was a fine, fun hour just to kind of go out about and walk so was, around the town. Was there like one tour guide? It was one tour guide. Uh, and, uh, he, he's written a bunch of books about ghosts in Cape May. And the reason I actually got it, uh, into this tour was because, uh, my grandfather was a historian down in Cape May. And oh, I thought you were going to say your grandfather was a ghost. No, no. He, he would, um, talk to this guy all the time and give him information about, you know, how people died or where they died or when they died. And, uh, my grandfather didn't believe any of it because I was talking to the, the guy after the tour because I told him, you know, my grandfather, you know, helped him out a lot. And he goes, oh, yeah, your grandfather was very nice, gave a lot of his time to me, but he was polite because he didn't believe a single word I was saying or anything that I was doing in my research. So hmm. that was that was kind of cool to hear. <laughs> that is pretty I, cool. Because I didn't believe it. So now I'll probably get haunted or something. The guy will put a curse on me. Let me know if that happens. I can help you out. I think I, I know how to build a proton pack after looking at this website. It seems pretty easy. It it's not that complicated, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, they were able to do it in the film, so I'm sure you could do it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, anything else you want to add before we head out of here? Well, uh, do you want to do some uh, fun facts? Sure, go ahead. Well, let's see. Uh, Dan Aykroyd referred to the Slimer ghost as the ghost of John Belushi. And fans of the like Ghostbusters that. may know that they were originally writing this movie for Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Oh, so it was just going to be the two of them. Uh, well, I think that was the initial, like, I didn't know, I don't know if they had plans to add others. Okay. But I think that was the initial two. Well, it's kind of funny that that was the original two. And when you think of Ghostbusters, I think immediately of Bill Murray. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Dan Aykroyd's kind of like the third thought. I always think of Bill Murray and, um, what's his name? Egon. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis first. Before yeah. I think of uh, Dan Aykroyd. Me too. Me too. I think I, so. So Aykroyd envisioned a movie with John Belushi where they were the Ghost Mashers traveling through time in in space in the future with magic wands. Interesting. But then they yeah. they did some dramatic rewrites when John, John Belushi died, and the fact that that would have been very expensive. Yeah, that would have been that would have been insane. And uh, I think that what they came up with was uh, was really good. I mean, it's a classic. It's hilarious. It's great to watch any time of year, not just around Halloween time. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it works. It just works. Yeah, exactly. Um, most of Bill Murray's lines are ad libbed. The the party scene where Rick Moranis is walking around it's it's uh one continuous shot and it's almost entirely improvised by Rick Moranis. Oh wow! Uh, See, this is what made him back. He's such a smart I guy, know, so know. creative. I know. He's really being selfish. Um, do you remember in the movie they play a, a Ghostbusters commercial where they do the "Who you gonna call?" part Ghostbusters thing, and then they show a one eight hundred number. I'm yeah. sorry, they show a 555 number. Mm-hmm. So in marketing for the film, they used that commercial with a 1-800 number that actually worked. 
And when you called it, it was a recording of Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd saying something like, hi, we're out catching ghosts right now. They got oh, one cool. 1,000 calls per hour, 24 hours a day for six <laughs> weeks. Oh, my gosh. That really helped promote the movie. Yeah, I guess so. It was really popular. That's um, so cool. Let's see. What else is good? Those are my favorite ones. For for a little bit, this was the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone passed it in 1990. So, so it, was, it was 1984, so like five or six okay. years, it was the top comedy. That's pretty good. That's a good run to hold on to. Yeah. Also, uh, Bill Murray's line, Dogs and Cats Living Together, Mass Hysteria, was vocated, uh, voted number 68 of the top 100 greatest movie lines by Premiere in 2007. That is a phenomenal line. <laughs> Yeah, I like that whole scene. It's really good. That one and Egon's like, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. That's uh, that's a great one, too. But yeah, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria, act of God. <laughs> that is a good one. A lot of good lines. Yeah, good. A lot of good lines in that movie. Yeah, very. it's very quotable. Very quotable. Yeah. Oh, and remember how you talked about um when they crossed the streams, the... uh. You said, what did you say, like, stuff went everywhere? I forget. Yes. So the marshmallow went everywhere. So that was, I believe, let me see the, it was shaving cream. Okay. Uh, And I had a a number of how much it was, and then I scrolled. I want to say, like, 50 pounds, but I can't remember now. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sorry, 50 gallons. 50 gallons of shaving cream. And it was dumped on uh, that one guy, Walter Peck, the kind of, like, antagonist of the movie who was, like, anti-Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah, the, the the redhead guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a ton of funny stuff about this movie. Whenever I see a scene like that, I always get, like, hungry for, like, icing <laughs> or something. Oh, interesting. But then when I hear that it was, like, shaving cream, I'm like, all right, maybe it's uh, not my thing. And, um... Speaking of the uh, proton packs, uh, potential uh, hazards, there was a, a scene that didn't make it into the movie where Egon is testing it out and he plugs it in and it melts the plug. Ooh, man, I wish that was canon because I could have used that in my argument. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. There's a ton of other good ones, but I mean, there's a ton of other ones, but I, I think I hit some of the good ones. Yeah, I pretty much did all mine too when I was talking about. Just oh, you just worked them right in. Worked them right in there. Oh, that's, that's professional was, of you. That's what I was, that's I was changing nice. it up a little bit today. They were also in uh, Wreck-It Ralph, something I did not mention. Oh, okay. Uh, they are in Game Central Station. Uh, I ne- I've never seen Wreck-It Ralph, actually. Oh, you got to watch that. I've heard it's phenomenal. Yeah, I've, he- I've heard it's very good. I really need to sit down and, and give that a try. we got but, some movies um, to so watch, Steve. Yes, we do. I'll, I'll keep my eye out. If I ever if I ever see Wreck-It Ralph, I'll look in the... Uh, the Grand Central Station when the, the four ghosts come out. So so that's what we're looking at. So we have the, the Ghostbusters going against Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde. Ghostbusters, they got their abilities. They got their, their proton pack. They have their... What's the trap called again? Uh, Well, on the wiki, it was just called a trap. Okay. The ghost trap or the muon, tra- muon, muon trap. I don't know how you say that. M-U-O-N. Good. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they have their abilities. They, they're professionals. They've had experience in this before. They've caught in ghosts. Um, but I'm going to argue that the four ghosts, Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde, their, their divide and conquer tactic 
going to take down the Ghostbusters and um, their ability to regenerate even after they have been defeated. Those eyes go back to their their central hub where they can they can come back and continue to hunt our Ghostbusters. And that that is in dispute, by the way. I'm not agreeing that that is a fact. That's fine. That's where our fans come in and they get to decide what they think. So remember, there will be a Twitter poll online where you can vote as who you think would win between the Ghostbusters and the four ghosts from Pac-Man. Vote. Let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us. Tell us if we messed up. If you think that someone's answer or uh, tactic is unfair or out there, uh, please let us know. We're curious to hear what you think. Uh, we had a, a shout-out from our good friend Andy Baker in last week's episode, and he was giving you some props there, Chris, for not holding back. So so we're thank you for everybody who reaches out and lets us know what you think about the fights. All right, yeah, thanks. So, as always, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.